this is the Become a Client Magnet podcast, and I'm your host, life and business coach, Whitney Barbary. Each episode, I'm going to show you how to become a client magnet so you can create clients and cash on repeat. We're going to dive into all things marketing and mindset so you can become the number one choice for your ideal client. And we're going to do it without using yucky marketing tactics and without basically having to become something that we're not. So let's dive into the episode. Hey, party people, listen, Whitney here. If you are listening to this in real time, February 8th, I'm like, what is today? My birthday was just two days ago. You'd think I know what day it is. February 8th, 2022. I am hosting my Sign 5 Clients in 90 Days or Less Masterclass. And actually, to be honest with you, after I named it and then I went and created it, I realized this is so much bigger, so much deeper, so much more expansive than just signing five clients in 90 days. But that's the name I picked. That's what everyone's calling it. That's what I'm going with. But it starts tomorrow and it runs February 9th, February 10th, February 11th. There will be a one hour session each day at 10 a.m. Central Time, which is 11 a.m. Eastern Time. It is completely free. I am holding nothing back. Any of my clients, anyone that's attended my live trainings will tell you I hold nothing back when I put out my quote unquote free content. Like, yes, it's free. But when I say quote unquote, I mean, it is not your mama's free content. I believe a hundred percent in giving people everything so that they can make an educated decision. If they want to continue to follow you, consume your content, if they can trust you, if they want to work with you, you've got to get in this masterclass. I am going to be showing you how to sign five clients in 90 days or less. I'm going to be sharing with you how almost two years ago, I went from having three clients to having 11 clients all in about a five week period, how I went from making $1,700 to $10,000 in a month period, and how now I have pretty consistent um, five figure months and I scaled my business to six figures. I'm giving you all of the deets and it is nothing that you've heard before. And I am not teaching this in a way that I've taught it before. You need to get into the masterclass. You can actually, I want you to stop what you're doing right now. And I want you to go to the show notes and I want you to sign up for the masterclass. And I want you to get your butt in there. It starts tomorrow. You do not want to miss this. Also, this series, the asking better question series is a four part series. I'm going to be re-releasing all four parts. I actually released these last July. I am re-releasing them because they are amazing. They were part of my older podcast. I'm re-releasing them because they're awesome. So if you hear any outdated information, that's why I actually released these a while ago. But I'm re-releasing them now. So enjoy. Grace and Gasoline fam, what is up? What is up? What is up? So I'm testing this out. Two things. I'm recording this podcast in my new office while staring at the window and it is a bright and sunny day and it is hot as H-E double hockey sticks outside. Um, So it looks a lot nicer staring out the window than it actually feels out there. And then also I had the thought today that I wanted to try to record this podcast with my ear pods. Um, I've had them for probably, I think, eight or nine months and it's never occurred to me to record a podcast episode with them. So we are going to see how this goes. I had the idea this morning because there was something, I had an idea of what I wanted to talk about. And then as I was writing out my podcast notes, I thought, why not do an entire series on this? Because I could get probably at least four episodes out of this. 
So we're going to call it the Asking Better Questions series. What does it mean to ask better questions? And I guess maybe we should preface this by what are not better questions, right? Like what are not good questions? So the opposite of the better questions is what I would call, um, for lack of a better term, victimy, like victimy questions, defeated questions, discouraged questions, asking questions from the posture of already being defeated, not knowing the answers, not knowing what to do and kind of, it's almost like a rhetorical question where sometimes we ask questions and we want to make ourselves feel better by thinking that we're problem solving, but we're really not problem solving at all, right? We're asking the questions to try to trick our brain to make us think that we're actually looking for an answer but the way that we've asked the questions is coming from an energy of there's not really an answer. I'm not going to find an answer and any answers that I come up with are not going to work. And so I say, I kind of call it like being victimy. Um, some of you guys don't like that word. You don't like to admit when you're being a victim. So we'll just say you feel defeated and discouraged. So you're not asking the question from a place of actually believing you're going to get an answer. You're asking the question from a place of almost like I'm making a declaration that I can't figure this out or whatever it is. So, you know, as entrepreneurs, we always want to be asking ourselves better questions. And then for those of you that are service providers, especially coaches, we want to be asking our clients better questions so that we can model for them how to ask better questions. So this is going to be <clears throat> at least a four part series, if not more. Um, I think I could potentially get more out of it, but I know I could do at least four. So the first question that even prompted this entire series, I was just going to do one podcast episode on it. And then I thought, oh no, like there's tons of these questions. There's tons of places we could be asking better questions. And the first one is, is a sneaky one. Okay, our brain likes to ask it in a very sneaky way, but it's the question, it's, well, okay, let me say it this way. It's starting questions with, can I? Can I? And the question seems really innocent. Even when my clients present it to me, when we present it to ourselves, it seems innocent because again, we kind of present these questions in a way where we like to we like to make ourselves think that we're actually trying to solve it. Okay? But we're really not. And I'm going to show you why. When you're asking, "Can I?" and it may sound something like, "Can I get my clients the results they want?" "Can I charge $3,000 for coaching?" "Can I take a week off my business?" Can I juggle my family and entrepreneurship? Can I, can I set those boundaries with my mother-in-law? 
can I say no to this thing that I really don't want to do? It sounds innocent enough because like I said, it does sound like we're actually trying to solve for it. It's like, oh, look at me problem solving, asking myself questions. But <clears throat> what's really going on is we're actually saying, I can't. When we say, can I, it's just a sneaky way of saying to ourselves, I can't. And here's the thing. Our brain will answer the questions that we ask it. Your brain is designed to problem solve. Your brain will begin to answer the questions you ask it, which is why it's so important to be asking better questions. So what do I mean by that? So when you're asking yourself, well, can I get this client the results? Okay. Whatever it is, say you're a weight loss coach and you help your clients lose 10 pounds in, I don't know, eight weeks. And when you come to me and you want coaching and you're saying, oh, I don't know. I just keep thinking to myself, can I really help them lose the 10 pounds in eight weeks? Can I really get them the results that I'm promising? Your brain will go and start solving, like answering that question. But what is it going to pull from? It's going to pull from past evidence. Right? So, and our brains, you know, sometimes until we train it, our brains kind of like to merge into the negative. So even if you have evidence you can help someone, your brain's going to basically try to bring up all the times that you didn't or it was iffy. But if you're saying to yourself, you know, right now I'm charging $1,500 for coaching and I want to charge uh, $2,000 for coaching. And when you say, oh, can I really charge $2,000 for coaching? You're actually saying, I can't. And when you try to be sneaky and you try to pose the question, well, oh, well, well, can I? And you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm asking, I'm asking, can I? It's like, can I really charge $2,000 for coaching? And then your brain's going to go find all the evidence that you can't actually do that because it's going to look back and say, um, well, you've never charged $2,000 for coaching. You know, you have a couple clients right now that were iffy on the $1,500. I don't, I don't know if my audience will pay $2,000. That's a lot of money. So can I charge $2,000 for coaching? And again, we love to pose it as if we're asking the question, but our brain is going to go and solve and answer that question. And it's going to do it from a posture of feeling very victim-y. So it's basically going to come to the conclusion that no, you can't. Right? Oh, can I take a week off from my business? Can I take a week off from my business? That's not someone that's asking that really believes they can and is trying to figure out how. You're actually saying, I don't think that I can. This is a rhetorical question here <clears throat> because the answer is no. Can I juggle my family and entrepreneurship? Can I do that? You're, you're basically saying, I don't believe that I can. And I'm looking for something outside of me to tell me that I can. So 
how to solve for this is to check your energy. What's my energy when I'm asking these questions? What's my posture when I'm asking these questions? Am I asking these questions from a place of feeling empowered and feeling as if I'll figure it out and feeling like I have the answers? Or am I asking these questions from a place of feeling very victim-y, like I don't know, this is hard, I don't know if I can figure this out, I don't believe I can do this. So you want to learn to ask your brain better questions because it's going to answer the questions you solve it. Or the, I'm sorry. It's going to answer the questions that you ask it. It's going to solve for the questions that you ask this. And you guys are probably like, okay, Whitney, we get it. You keep saying the same thing over and over, but there's a reason why. And here's the reason. I want you to understand this. Because every time you go to ask yourself a question and you start with, can I? I want you to think back to this podcast episode. Now, I'm going to give you examples of better questions that you can ask yourself, but you have to try them on and find the best one for you. You know, finding better questions is going to be like trying on clothes, okay? When you grab a bunch of clothes off the shelf or off the rack and you go to the dressing room, you're not assuming that all of those clothes are going to fit. If you just assumed that all of those clothes fit, you wouldn't be taking them to the dressing room. You would just buy them. Okay, finding new thoughts, finding new beliefs, finding better questions, we try them on like we try on clothes. We don't know what's going to work. We don't know what's going to fit. We don't even know if we're going to like the way that it looks on, the way that it feels on us. Maybe we don't like the texture. Maybe they're too tight. Maybe they're too loose. Maybe they're too tight in the butt, but too loose in the waist. Right? Maybe we put that shirt on and the sleeves are a little short. Maybe we don't like how it's itchy around the collar. Maybe it fits perfectly. Maybe it fits like a glove. Maybe it feels like you're wearing pajamas. Maybe those new tennis shoes feel like walking on clouds, but we won't know till we try them on. So I'm going to give you these. You're going to try them on and see if they work for you or not. But better questions, examples of better questions. Here's a better question. Asking yourself, what if this was easy? What if this was easy? So when you're asking yourself, oh, I don't know, can I take a week off my business without everything falling apart? Instead of that question that comes from a very victim-y posture of like, really, you're believing you can't. What if you just asked yourself, what if it was easy? What if it was actually really easy to take a week off your business and everything to run smoothly? What if that was easy? What would I do then? What if that was easy? What would I set up before I left? What if it was easy? Right? When you're asking yourself, oh, I don't know. Can I juggle family and entrepreneurship? Again, what if it was easy? What if it was actually really easy to juggle your family and your business? How would I show up in both? So I love the question of what if it was easy? And do you see what I mean when I say that your brain will go to solve the questions you ask it? If you ask yourself, oh, I don't know. Can I really juggle my family and my business and not drop the ball on either one? Your brain's going to answer that question and it's probably going to find all the reasons why you can't, right? Because you've never done it before. So it's going to try to look for past evidence. You don't have any because this is all brand new. So it's going to be like, yeah, look at that. You can't because you don't know how. But when you frame the question of, hmm, 
What if it was actually really easy to juggle your family and your business? What would I do then? Your brain's going to solve the question of what if it was easy? What would I do? And it's going to come up with, well, if it was easy, here's all the things you would do. And then you know exactly what to do. Possibility. This is another one. A better question. What if it was possible? A lot of times when I have a thought that I'm working on believing, I love putting possibility into the thought. Into the question is, I guess, how it would apply here. When you're asking yourself, can I get them results? Oh, I don't know. Can I get my clients results? That question doesn't feel very good, does it? I want you to even think about, like, when you're asking questions, if you want to know if it's a good question or not, check in with your body and how you feel when you ask the question. So when you say to yourself, oh, I don't know, can I get them results in eight weeks? How does that feel? But when you say to yourself, what if it was possible that I could totally get them results in eight weeks? Doesn't that energy feel different? And your brain will go to solve for that. When you say to your brain, what if it's totally possible that I could get them results in eight weeks? What if it was possible? Then what? Check in with yourself. See how much better that feels. And your brain goes to solve for that question. And it will start answering, well, if it was possible that you could get your client's result in eight weeks, these are all the things that you would do. It's going to solve for whatever questions you ask it. And then my other favorite one is if I did create X, Y, and Z, how do I think that I did that? So plug, plug whatever it is in there for you, but let's take one of my examples from earlier. Can I really charge $2,000 for coaching? Well, plug that into this, like this better question. What if I did start charging $2,000 for coaching? How do I think I did that? What if I had five clients that all paid me $2,000 for coaching? How do I think I created that result? If I did take a week off of my business and everything was fine, how do I think I did that? And your brain, again, like I said earlier, your brain goes and solves for the question that you ask it. So when you ask it, if I did... You know, if I took a week off my business, a whole week off, completely disconnected from my business and everything was fine, how do I think I did that? Your brain will answer that question and it will tell you how it thinks you did it. And then there's your answer right there of how you do it. That's why asking better questions is huge, 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 huge. Check in with the questions you're asking yourself. Even when they sound like really innocent questions, check in with your energy behind it. Does it really feel like, how's your energy when you ask the questions? Does it feel good or no? Because if it doesn't, you need to ask better questions. And the only way we know if questions are serving us or not is sometimes we're going to have to ask questions that don't serve us to get to the ones that do. So don't Shame yourself if you catch yourself asking crappy questions or victim-y questions or if you find yourself asking questions and having this dialogue in your head that isn't serving you, don't beat yourself up for it. The only way to know what's serving us and not serving us is to, to ask 
crappy questions and then we have to figure out, oh, that question actually doesn't serve me so that we can find the questions that work. So don't beat yourself up for it. Asking crappy questions is all part of the process. It's how we find them. We have to ask the crappy questions to figure out that they're crappy, right? Because we have to ask them. We have to get in this like kind of victim mentality where it feels like we can't figure it out. And then we have to recognize it to recognize like, oh, it all started with this crappy question I asked myself. And then when we reframe it and we're like, well, what's a better question that I could ask? Maybe we go to a colleague. Maybe we take it to our coach, right? Maybe we do some self-coaching on it and you find better questions and then you try that question on. Like I said earlier, you try that question on. And then when you get better results or the it just feels better or it just opens, like it expands your mind to be able to think and be creative, you're like, oh, this is a much better question. So the only way we get to the better questions is to ask the crappy questions first, right? Or sometimes we just come out of the gate and we ask some really good questions of ourselves and they really serve us. And then we're like, oh, that's definitely a question I want to hold on to. So while you're doing this work over these next couple podcast episodes in this, you know, asking better questions series, don't shame yourself for any of the questions that you ask yourself that feel victimy or feel bad. They all serve their purpose somewhere. And their purpose is usually always going to be helping us get to the better questions. So speaking blessings, speaking joy, speaking happiness over your businesses and over your lives. And if you are listening to this in real time in July of 2021, my husband, Jeremy Barber and I are getting ready to launch our very first group coaching program together. Um, it is going to be called resilient. We are going to be resilient in our identity, resilient in our emotional health, resilient in our relationship and resilient, well, relationships and resilient in our boundaries that is coming down the pipeline, as in we are going to be launching that in the next week. We are only opening up uh, between his audience and my audience. We are only opening it up to 12 people. So uh, that's 12 total, right? 12 people. We already have a couple people on our wait list, and we have a couple people that have DM'd us and asked to be let um, told first. Those of you that DM us and get on the wait list, you will be the first to know when spots open up. Just so you know, getting on the wait list doesn't lock you into it. This is not a blood oath. Just because you get on the wait list doesn't mean, oh, you got on the wait list, so you have to you have to sign up. No, no, no. It just means you want to be the first ones to know when details come out. We are going to open up the spots to our wait list 24 hours before we open it up to the public. So, you know, if we open it up to the wait list and 10 people jump on, there's only going to be two spots left. So reach out to me, go to, um, find me on social media, Whitney Barbary, find my husband on social media, Jeremy Barbary, um, DM us, DM us, let us know you want to be on the wait list. You can go to WhitneyBarbary.com, www.WhitneyBarbary.com. You can find all my social media handles on there. Uh, you can find access to me that way. Let us know you want to get on the wait list because this four month program is going to be off the chain. I promise you. And me and Jeremy are hysterical together. So you don't want to miss that. All right. I love you all. And I will see you on the next episode. Hey, before you hop off here, I wanted to let you know, if you head over to my website, you can actually use the code risen R I S E N at checkout. And you can get my business blueprint ebook for free. It's a guide to building an authentic business. If you head over to WhitneyBarbary.com 
you can actually use code RISEN, R-I-S-E-N at checkout and get my business blueprint ebook for free. All right, see you on the next episode.